You're listening to Soul School with Laura Coe and Kevin Kaiser. On this show, we dive into life's biggest questions. Who are we? What are we here to do? And how can we fearlessly live as our truest, deepest selves? Soul School is the spiritual education you never received. So if you're ready, join us as we explore together. Soul School is in session. And welcome back to Soul School. We are here with Dr. Q for another episode because I can't get enough of the Indian palm leaf reading. Um, so thank you so much for sh- joining us today and sharing your time so we can dive a little deeper into some questions that I personally have. And I know whenever I talk about your wonderful work, um, people ask me and I'm trying my best to articulate. So I thought it would be fun to have you back. So thanks for joining. Thank you, Laura, for having me back. It's always a pleasure and an honor being on your show and just to chatting with you. So thank you. Thank you. You're so sweet with your time. And I know this is something that you do as a service. Um, I have experienced the palm leaf reading. For anybody out there that doesn't know what we're talking about, we did an episode. So go check that out because we went through it in detail, how it works, um, why it's so magical and mysterious, quite honestly. Um, But today I wanted to chat a little bit more about some of these details that I find really intriguing because it brings up, for me, this very spiritual question, these conversations that we're having on this podcast about lifetime, being um, a spirit, living in a physical 3D world, et cetera. Um, And so help me understand, I walked in to get my leaf read And it happened on a particular day. And on that day, the reading picked me up from where I was in my life at that moment. So how does that work? Because the information was relevant to my life in that particular moment in my life. And so, you know, if this leaf is sitting there, one would wonder, how is it exactly timed to the moment that I'm getting the reading, right? That's a hard one to comprehend. And a good um, mutual friend of ours explained it to me, but I thought maybe you could help explain how the idea of time works in terms of um, how these leaves are written and received, I think at the same time, if I'm understanding it properly. If you ask me, yeah, that's what I think. Uh, Let me go a little back to set the groundwork, and then uh, we can we can uh, dive in from there. Perfect. These rishis, Maharishis, Maharishi means great sage, thousands of years ago, we actually do not know exactly when because there is no written records of any of this. They meditated and we utilized the power of the gods they knew, and because we're talking what is now known as India, because at the time there was no India, Hindu gods and Hinduism is um, different to the Western religions that we might know. They utilize a god because it stands for a particular situation or a block. So it's literal, you know, I pray to this god because this god helps me with X to help me overcome that or achieve something. Lakshmi, goddess Lakshmi, represents wealth, not just financial wealth, wealth in general. Ganesha, you know, the guy with the elephant trunk that you can see in my back. He's here to help you overcome blocks in general. He's like a trailblazer, a bulldozer that goes ahead of you and removes all the obstacles. So you can whistle behind him as you have a clear uh, path to walk on. I'm just giving a few examples so you have a better understanding. Uh, Shiva and Parvati being, Shiva being the ultimate god, in Hinduism and his wife Parvati, they stand for family unity. So whenever you've got family issues, you will pray to them because they represent a perfect unity of husband and wife. Or it doesn't, it doesn't have to be male and female, just partnership and, and, and so forth. So these rishis, and there were hundreds of them, not just one or two hundreds, 18 of them in the southern parts of India were referred to as, and here's a picture, if indeed you watch it on YouTube, otherwise I'll explain this to you. There are eight, you know, there are pictures of 18, there's a picture of 18, the main Maharishis, and the guy in the middle is called Agastyar, as he's the guy who wrote the most leaves. 
they through the power of these gods, they tapped into the Akashic records, and that's the connection between what you do and what this is, because ultimately everything is connected to the Akashic records, really. And then they downloaded a message, and if we may set the premise here, Akashic records is like a compendium of all knowledge in the ethereal world, to keep it simple. Uh, my <laughs> yeah. way of explaining things. Uh, and uh, so they tapped into it and downloaded it for a soul in particular. So it's not for the universe, it's for Laura. And not for Laura when she's 10 or 15 or 45, it's when Laura is ready to receive the message. Indian palm leaf reading, that's what we do, and that's the term that I created, hoping that the people in the West would understand better what it is that we do. Indian comes from India, palm leaf, so they won't mix it up with tea leaves or the palm of your hand, and yet I receive messages left, right, and center. Can you please read my palm? I'm like, dude, read my website, and then come back to me. And reading that there is some sort of reading involved. So that's the Western way of explaining things. But in India, we call it Nadi reading or Nadi astrology. Nadi has many meanings, but among those, Nadi means seeker. That would be a person who seeks the message, would mean leaf, where the message is written on. So the palm leaf cut into pieces and then the message was uh, etched into it. Nadi also means pulse, representing life, you know, human, humanity, life, cycle. And Nadi also means the exact moment in time when the message is divulged to the seeker, not a day before, not a day later. That is when you're ready, when it sinks in, to receive the message. And the message is not meant for us to feel good about ourselves, to feel special. Oh my God, I'm a chosen person because I am the a person who has a message, which regrettably has been abused uh, and, and by some people who do naughty readings, you're a chosen person. That's nonsense, man. These rishis didn't do that to, to boost our ego. They did it to help us, to help at the exact moment in time when you're ready to receive the message. In one sentence, a reading is here to help you create a better life trajectory for yourself. Better, whatever better means to you. To me, I was extremely sick in my life. I've been in hospital more than most people. A thousand needles up my veins. I know what pain means. I know what it means to be in hospital. And I know what it means to knock on heaven's door and be rejected a few times because I'm still here. So it's here to help us to make it better, whatever better means. It's raw, not sugar-coated. It gives you the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you do with the message is up to you because we all have free will and choice, period. Our lives are not set in stone. If that were the case, we all will be puppets. And I refuse to believe that I'm a puppet. We're meant to make choices. That's part of being a human. Hopefully, many times you make the right decision, and, but sometimes you make stupid decisions and, and the wrong <laughs> ones. And then we're, you know, we're alive to rectify those as we grow and get older and hopefully wiser. So they're here to help us when we're at a crossroads for whatever reason, health issues, money issues, relationship issues, or just curiosity is also okay. Now, time. Yes. To tie this over, time. We're going to go deep into the rabbit hole now. Please, After I love it. I haven't done this for a long time. That is my own conclusion. Also talking to my readers, um, they might not go as far as I I go, but that is how I understand time, and that is due to all the work that I've done to become a better human, given all the health issues I had. I was lucky, if I may use the word lucky, having been exposed to death as a teenager already when I had cancer, I realized, uh, not right away, boom, but deep down I realized that there is something that's bigger than us, because at 16 I was diagnosed with cancer. And of course, I was depressed and I was, you know, scared and, and uh, I felt being left alone and abandoned, of course, you know. And I spent six months as an in, inpatient over the period of uh, three years. And I had all, all of its surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, you name it, needles up my veins, uh, hundreds of them. Um, but at 19, and I saw people die. I saw people die, you know, in the room that I shared um, with and I saw people die when I was in a revolution in Iran because we had to flee the country too. And it was uh, scary as hell too. Um, 
Um, but it was a short event. Boom, everything goes nuts. And for those of you out there who do not know who I am, you know, my dad is Persian, so I grew up in Iran. And my mom's a European, blonde and blue-eyed. And uh, my dad is more like Omar Sharif looking like person. If you're a little more mature, you might know who, who Omar Sharif was. He was a handsome actor uh, from Egypt, I think he was originally. And um, so we had to flee the country. We had to flee. Otherwise, uh, my dad for sure would have been executed. And most likely, they would have just executed all of us because my dad was influential and, and, um, and wealthy. And uh, then the cancer thing happened. And so I realized observing death and having knocked on the door already twice at that age and 16 to 19, I was like, okay, how, first of all, first of all, I was like, God, why me? I mean, what the hell have I done? I'm a kid. I haven't even started uh, life yet, if you wish. But when they released me then um, from, from the hospital, in, in a way, I remember the main physician who looked after me who became friends uh, with over the years, because she doesn't see that many kids surviving. You know, there is a bond. It's like a motherly bond between her and me. We're still friends um, today. She said, um, she said, you know, you're good to go. Uh, you're in remission. And God willing, you will never come back. Well, I have to go back all the time for the checkups, but not as an inpatient anymore. So I was a God, why me? So how come I survived and they did not? We all got the same treatments. We all went to this uh, specialized hospital. And um, so there's got to be something behind all of that. And so for the rest of my life until now and until I die, I'm sure, I spend a lot of time and energy trying to pierce that veil because I know there is something that we cannot see. There is a curtain and so I'm poking at it all the time yeah, through various too. different um, avenues. So I spent time yeah. with shamans in the Amazon, went to John of God in, in, in Brazil, who's uh, the most famous medium in the world. I did Reiki healing therapies, group therapy, you know, a dark room of meditation, Vipassana, the, the whole nine yards, uh, just to see what the hell is going on and, um, and cannot pierce it. <laughs> and it took me years i'm laughing because i feel like that's my entire life goal is to just poke at that veil as well i think some people are just organized to want to know what is on the other side so that's the yes i just okay. wanted to explain to the audience why i'm giggling a little bit i just i totally relate so anyways i i interrupted so you're you've your interest in piercing this veil and understanding and then through shamanic help, that's the first time that it happened. Now I can do it just meditation sometimes, not all the time because it's not so easy. Um, I was able to get, go deep down and become one with the universe, period. One. Scary as hell, I admit. And um, But at the same time, wow. It's once, you know, as you go deep into it, it's it's like a roller coaster and what's going to happen Will I be cooping myself? Will I lose everything or not? Because um, it can happen too. What do you mean by shamanic people? help? Like what 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 was done to help you get there? Well, shamanic medicines. Yeah, um, there are quite many of them out there, and I've tried all of them to just. But was there a particular them. guide, or was it like um, just through the medicine itself? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, I went to shaman. Yeah, in the Amazon. Yeah, yeah. So, but they guide um, you into it, or they just give you the medicine and and it does it for you on its own. No, no it? there is somebody's there, and ah. um, well, I don't speak Spanish because um, they they they, they don't speak English. So, in he was doing something you know, uh -huh. in preparation, and given modern technology, even though there is hardly reception in the jungle, hardly. I was somehow, you know, able to, because I speak Italian, this guy speaks Spanish, so we were somewhere so similar, and somehow we figured things out. And then you go into it, done. Uh, and there's several different um, vehicles that you can use, um, that you can drink, <laughs> and ingest. Uh, maybe the most famous one is ayahuasca. Sure. Which I've done dozens of times. Um, but there are other, other ones, too, that you can uh, utilize. Uh, and... Um, just to drink it alone makes me gag, but that's a separate issue altogether. Um, but when you're in there and, and you are beyond thought, yeah. I mean, beyond it, it, it's just wow. Because there is no me, there is no you, there is no couch, there is no jungle, there is no snakes, there is, you know, because I was in the jungle, there were, it was scary too, you know, all these crazy noises out there. And yet it all goes away. 
and you be, you know that you are the universe. You know it. You know it. You know that there is no you and there is no me. You know it when you're there. Because there is no thought. There is bliss. It's, it's, it's beyond description. I wish I could describe the emotions that you have. Because as soon as you describe something, there is a thought and there's words and then you create something. So you're beyond that, beyond yeah. all of it. And when you're there, and I've been there now quite a few times, also through meditation, by, by the way, no shamanic help needed at all. Much harder, but it's possible. And now I know why these yogis in the old days were in caves for years upon years, because you can reach that point too. You can. Uh, it just takes hard focus uh, and, and allowing things to happen. That's when I realized that the starting point of any of this, the building that I'm looking at the, with Daniel that is right across from my apartment, our conversation, the computer, any, any, any and all of it, relationships, money, starts with a thought. Because you know when you're there and there is no thought and you're one with the universe, at some point, reality, whatever you call it, starts kicking back in. And the beginning of that is a thought when I try to describe how I feel in that state. And as soon as I have a thought that hooks, you know, gets hooked, and I want to put a meaning to that thought, I say, beautiful, bliss, scary, something, you know, boom then you're not there anymore because now you have a thought in you. And the way to make a thought, a tiny little thing, if you want to compare a thought with a, uh, a grain of sand, tiny, nothing, one of them. And we got 6,000 of them, I think, uh, uh, per day, a lot. That goes away and the reality comes in. And then you start creating things. So that means speech is the tool that we use to create this reality. If we don't have a thought and don't utilize speech for it, like putting names on things and giving meaning to something, then is there a sun? Is there an earth? Is there a universe at all? Is there God? Is there Laura? Is there Dr. Q? No, there isn't. It's all right. one. Right. It's one. I assure you this. Right. I've been there enough to know that that's the case. So when you're there, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my God, if that's the case, then I, I created my brother, my mother, my brother's kids, my ex-girlfriends who get on my nerves and those who don't, the friends, those who betrayed me, you know, those, all of that. I created to just have this experience. And so that's my own personal point of view that we're all one. And I was like going deeper and deeper into it while I was in it. And I was like, oh my God, that means I was Hitler too. And then I woke up. I said, like, oh my God, I don't want to be Hitler, but <laughs> I am, you know? Um, so that means him and I, you know, we're also one, just we're creating whatever we're creating. And that is when I realized if we're all one, that means there is no time, cannot be, cannot be time. If you're there, if you're one, if you're the Akashic Records, if you wish, or however you want to call the big, big, which we do not know what it is, then you might get bored because you are in a bliss. You want to experience something. And uh, I do know when I come back out of these um, deep spiritual journeys that I've gone through a lot, I'm saying hundreds of times, I've done a lot, not just once or twice. Uh, the next day is like a new living. I eat breakfast uh, with all every fiber that I have. The coffee, the you know, the croissant, the this and that. I was like, oh my god, this is just beautiful, amazing. And it reminds me of my cancer years when I had chemotherapy. You know, it, uh, you know, we're talking a long time ago when I had my therapy. My now I know it's not as harsh as it used to be. But, you know, you poop and you vomit your guts out all day long. Uh, you're ex I mean, I was exhausted. Uh, the pain and the, the migraines you get, and you, you know, you, you, you vomit a hundred times, like a lot. And then at some point there is nothing that comes out anymore. And then 
and I was a kid and he just exhausted because ugh, if you do this all day long uh, after the chemotherapy kicks in. But then the next morning, you know, and I was exhausted and at some point you just fall asleep because your body is, uh, is uh, kaput. The next morning you wake up, I ate breakfast. You know, it was like, oh, I'm alive. I want to suck mm. it in. So it's kind of like a mm. similar emotion yeah. to that. You went through, you know, a death and then you came back. So when we're all one, that means time, the way we perceive it cannot be the way we perceive it cannot be because if everything's one, everything happens at the same time. Yeah. Must be. Only us, because we are in this um, form, shape and form as a human, uh, in a biological form, we need this. Uh, and biological form automatically means there is a beginning, the journey, and an end. That's it. It's got to be that way. Because um, nothing lasts forever. And because of that, we have time to be able to somehow experience whatever it is that we experience our lifetime life you know the lifespan of humanity the universe you name it all of it small things and big things you start drinking a coffee at some point you finished it that's a small thing you enter a relationship and you hope that it lasts your lifetime but sometimes sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't so it comes stays for a while and then goes away again when I realized that that it, you know everything happens at the same time there cannot be time at all the way we perceive it, and we're all one, and that is when it clicked up there, especially when I did um, th these readings. And again, it's by pure chance that I ended up uh, getting a reading myself 10 years ago, which we talked about, I think, in the last episode. Yeah. Um, so people started how started asking me, how can it be? How can this be? And why is that? And this and that. So I was going through my own and a little motions and meditation. And that's when I was like, oh, of course. Of course. Everything happens at the same time. That means... Um, and as a personal example, when my girlfriend at the time, when I was in the ICU 10 years ago, uh, because of my heart issue, I connected the dots in the ICU saying, okay, the reason why I'm sick so many times must have to do with karma. And then my girlfriend visiting me said, there is palm leaf reading. You can do palm leaf reading. I said, what's that? She heard about it on you know local Hungarian TV somehow or radio. I don't remember. Uh, and I said, why didn't you tell me this before? You know, I'm a sucker for this. I do anything, anything that's crazy out there, I do right away. Um, and, she says, and she says, I told you. I told you a year ago. I was like, impossible. She says, I promise you I told you a year ago about this. And that is when I realized if you're ready, you hear it. And if you're not ready, you don't hear it. Because sure. then I realized I also read a book by Deepak Chopra called The Book of Secrets, which he wrote more than 20 years ago. And a chapter of that book talks about his own personal Nadia reading. It came, went in and out right away. It didn't sink in at all. I was like, uh-huh, okay, so a thought. And now that I have a thought, because I heard what you said, and then when you have the thought, you create a universe, because before that, it doesn't exist. And only when you have a thought, something comes into existence. Before that, nothing exists, nothing. We're just one. And so when the thought comes in, all of a sudden, just with you, with the work, the work you did too, when you start talking about Akashic Records, it goes in one ear and out the other for most people. But for those people in where it hooks, it stays, the, the thought, you create a new reality for them because all of a sudden something that did not exist before now exists, Akashic Records. So we can talk about does something exist outside of us or not? Well. That's a huge discussion um, uh, by itself. So when I realize that there is such a thing, then what do you do about it? You need to manifest it, bring it out into what we call reality here. And when you submit your thumbprint, that is the act that follows your thought to bring it into existence. So boom, you put a thumbprint so that the reader, that's the person who can find it and then read it to you, the message, can identify your thumbprint category name. Now, the moment you do this, you bring it into existence. That moment, at the same time, two, three, four thousand years ago, because time, the way we know it, we just established, doesn't exist. There is no past, present, or future. It's all compressed into one. Only our little brains cannot compute that. So, hence, we've got timelines starts writing it for you 
then for you to receive the message at the time that you're ready to receive it. Now I'll go even deeper than the rabbit hole because we already talked about that, saying that we're all one, so there is no Laura, there is no me, because you and I are actually one, just experiencing whatever you're experiencing for that big entity out there, because you and I are just tentacles of the same thing, allowing us to just live. Some of us live it the way um, we would deem productive, giving, loving, caring, and some of us turn into a-holes and do crazy shit, but that's in reality to the big thing up there, also just an experience. That's what I had to come to understand as well. So the from an experiment experiential point of view, it makes no difference if you are Gandhi or Hitler. It's hard, and I don't want to upset anyone, and I am Jewish background, so uh, don't get me wrong. I'm just talking about being up there. It's just an experience. It's different to how we are here in, in this world. But once you're up there, whether you cut your finger or make love to a person that you love, it's just an experience to them up there. Yeah, or and I will say like, you know, in the Kashik Record readings that I do, which is the world that you're in, which is super cool to me to think about that they're they're sort of from the same place, but there's never judgment. There's never judgment. There's never there's a right or a wrong. It's wild. I mean, it's darker, it's heavier. It doesn't feel as good, but it's not wrong. And it's a very beautiful way to see the world um, through this perspective. Even if somebody is doing something that we might deem as putting a judgment on, I've never seen the Akashic world, the Akashic record hold judgment about an act. They just, it gets heavier. That person's life may not feel so great to them. And that's maybe a reason that you might want to make changes or what have you, but the actual energy of um, the Akasha does not deem it as bad. Like you'll never hear, oh yeah, you shouldn't do that. That's wrong of you, right? You'll hear, well, that's going to feel heavy and, you know, and it'll result in these things, but you know, your free will. So it's really, it's really a beautiful and interesting way to see the world. Yes. So um, going back to where we were with the thumbprint yeah. and the Maharishis, as we've discovered, discussed that it's all one. In reality, 3,000 years ago, whenever that was, the Maharishi, who is Laura, starts writing message for Laura to be read to you in this incarnation or in this reality that you're in now to help you. So in reality, for lack of a better term, you wrote it for yourself to guide you because we're all one to just help you in this um, experience of, that we call life as a human being. I mean, it's so wild, right? It just... Our brains truly can't comprehend it. I was thinking when you were speaking about a um, conversation Rupert Spira was having with a, a very brilliant mathematician, and they were talking about how eight years ago, time and space has been debunked and somebody won a Nobel Prize for the, you know, new science and math that that it no longer even exists. And yet most of us don't even know that that's a fact at at this point, even though somebody won the Nobel Prize for this work. Um, and it's not that it isn't true that you and I are sitting here at a particular time, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to function. We have the system that tracks, right, the clock. And so you and I can show up on a Zoom call at a specific moment so that we can function. And and as you said, clearly, like you plant a flower, the flower dies, like things have a period of, quote, time that they are here. But in reality, we are just repeating presence, right? We are just in in the energy of this experience and 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 that just repeats itself and so this idea of time as an actual universal truth outside of clocks and schedules and organizational systems that work for humans um really isn't a, a real thing but then our little brains <laughs> try to comprehend what that means or what that looks like 
And it is deeply troubling for the brain to um, start to shift perhaps this idea that, you know, our future, for example, the next hour, you and I are going to have a version. Um, Every single person on the planet has a version of what they project forward as potentially what they think should happen, quite honestly, over the next hour traffic conversation, but it's really just everybody's imagination projected forward. Reality will happen as exactly as it's going to happen. And we are all just participants in whatever is happening on repeat. Right. And, and then the past, I mean, truly it's just my version of that past, even if I just organize it with one different word than you do. We just had a conversation five minutes ago and your experience and my experience are ever so slightly different. So there's no singular past, right? From that perspective, we're, we're all organizing um, the previous moments towards our own vocabulary, our own meaning. So that Conceptual framework, though, is extremely difficult on the mind, right? It's just like, what? What does that even mean? So thank you for explaining it. That was a beautiful um, uh, roadmap to think about the complexity of what it means. Because for those of you who are are still new to it, I sent my thumbprint in and um, I walked into this reading. And in that moment um, that I'm getting the reading, it's picking up my life at this age with the circumstances of my life. And there were particularities for me uh, as an example, but my son typically is a had a very relaxed life. It hasn't been particularly challenging in too many ways, but that year he had had a particular challenge with a particular set of friends and there was some jealousies and some strange behaviors happening and, and they literally picked up on it and nobody would know that. It was just that year, had I gotten the reading two years earlier, wouldn't have made sense. Three years later, wouldn't have made sense, right? So it's right. picking me up in this moment and moving me forward. Um, so the, the, that explanation is wonderful. So so I want to move on to a different topic about these dots um, that we have on our thumbs um, and that they're opening and closing in a lifetime. So we send our thumbprint in and everybody has... Um, a couple, three, two or three dots, three dots. Uh, two dots, and then three. a third. Adult, adults after have... the age of 20, 25, because it's not precise science, an adult human. Some of them are adults earlier and some of them are later, but about 2025, 20, you have three. So every adult human has three dots. So we explained it in the previous podcast, so I don't want to have you um, go through all of that again, but the fourth and the fifth, and the, you said there's up to seven or eight potentially, but oh, you haven't yeah. met those people. No. What well, are the uh, so people that understand? You know, these are not physical dots; they're energetic dots. So you don't have dots on your thumbprints. But when the <laughs> when yeah, because some people say, "Oh, I don't see any dots." And yeah, these are energetic dots. So uh, it's important to understand that the secret in a naughty reading, the secret is in your thumbprints. That's important. Without thumbprints, we cannot find it. And again, you need to think back then, a few thousand years ago, people couldn't read or write. So these Maharishis, again, us, because we're all one, but let's talk about them as separate entities. These Maharishis were very smart, thinking how can we connect the individual to a leaf and, and, and make it secure? Well, easy. We use your thumbprint, because that is the identifying factor that only you have your thumbprint and I have my thumbprints. Kind of cool, I think. They already knew that so many thousand years ago. So when you submit your thumbprint, then they also realize that there are category types. So there are similarities and there are 108 different category types, 108. And they come in different um, what's a good word for that? how uh, in different constellations. These 108 different types come in different constellations and they have a meaning. The only thing in a reading that cannot be changed that you need to accept with all your heart, it's neither good nor bad, is your thumbprint category type, your name. Because it's your genetic imprint 
It's your baseline and it explains your soul's journey in generic terms and yet pretty detailed. Um, and it's here to help you understand why certain things are the way they are. And um, and and you and, and a thumbprint category names a thumbprint name is usually two parts, three parts, four parts, sometimes five parts. That means as you get older, the the energy shift from the first part to the second part to the third part, and depending on how many part name you have, usually people have a three part name. Some of them only have two, and some have four or five. That means if it's a three part name, your life is is in trimesters. So every 30 years or 25 years-ish, you shift from the first section to the second to the last. And uh, it helps you understand why certain things are the way they are. If you are born, and I'm just going to use a couple examples so people have a better understanding, Uru Suri means one energetic circle, literally translated. And if you're born with that, you're pretty blessed. Uh, because it, those who are born with Urusuri, they are high achievers usually. They have good academic grades. They're natural, naturally born speakers, leaders. Um, you know, they can be a professor, a shift leader, a manager. You know, it's, it's in them. They can attract people. Um, if you think back then, so when people have Urusuri, and I have Urusuri in my, in my thumbprint category name, when you think back, when you were a kid, you know, because it's from zero when you're born until about 2025, and I think you too know, as far as I remember, you Uru Suri as well. Yeah. So when you think back, were you the class president? Or were you uh, the, the, the popular gal in, in class? Or uh, were you running a club? You know, things that are that the average school kids wouldn't do. You don't have to, you're not chosen, you're not super special, but it tells you your your soul's journey when you're Urusuri. Did you graduate, you know, with uh, from university? You can graduate uh, summa cum laude, you know, which means straight A's, which I did, but it just means you, you have it in you. It's a potential. Whether you utilize it or not, again, it's up to you. You can still screw it up. You can still, you know, uh, bum about and do nothing. But Urusuri gives you already a gift. There it is. You have the gift of speaking. You got a gift of leading. Uh, you got the gift of academia. Do something with it. And most do, but you know you got free will and choice. You might not end up doing you know that. Or you can have Varivata, Varivata, uh, which literally translated means the black and white stripes of a zebra and block. So when you look at a zebra, you know the actual animal zebra. You see the stripes and block, which if you just literally uh, translate it, might, you do not know what that means, just like Urusuri, one energetic circle, but you need to understand the deeper meaning of it. So if you have a Varivata period in your life and you're old enough, you know, mature enough to look back, that means you have periods in life. It's like an undulating up, it's at the up and down of life. You have to overcome blocks. So those who have Urusuri, they're old enough to, to you know, look back in their lives. They had to overcome obstacles. Sometimes a project, if I may use that term loosely, works out. Boom, there you go. That means you're in the white period. And sometimes, no matter how hard they try, they hit a wall. And then next thing, they slide through it, and then they hit a wall again. So it's an up and down and up and down. And those who have Varivata and have, have moderated god knows how many readings um they say oh my god now I understand when i was 25 to 50 my life was crazy as hell some you know i won i lost this that's divorced uh, boom boom um so you were your soul was meant to experience blocks now the good thing is which i keep telling everyone especially and your those, soul meaning like all of your incarnations no, no, your reading is for now, for this lifetime, for this incarnation of Laura now. Yeah, yeah. But That's when right. you say my soul is have, so is it true in other lifetimes as well? Is it is this like no. my thumbprint of my entire soul's history? No, 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 no. Only okay. now. Only, Only now. now. Okay. It's for now, correct. Um, and um, 
So when they so when they think back, they 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 know and say, oh now I understand. But if Varivata is ahead of them, because they're 40 and it says between 40 and 60, oh my god, I'm, I'm about to enter Varivata period. I say, look, it might mean that you will go through big ups and downs in your life in the next 20 years. But the good news is those who have Varivata learn how to overcome blocks and obstacles. And the reason why you had to go through Varivata is to learn, to grow, to become a better human. And only when you go through pain, and I know personally what pain means, you can relate to pain. I can. Had I lived the life that I was destined to live, quote-unquote, as the oldest son of my father, with millions of dollars just being given to me, you know, because my dad was very wealthy, I would have never gone through hardship. Never. I would have had servants and a chauffeur and this and that, the other. But I went through shit in my life. You know, sorry, I use the S word. That's okay. Um, and and um, now I can relate to pain. You know, if somebody comes to me, I know exactly what the person is going through. I might not have had the exact same pain, but how do I know what pain means or obstacle means or overcoming uh, obstacles means? So when you go through that period, you learn. Again, it's an option. Your free will and choice. It's up to you. You can... Uh, I don't know, collapse and uh, become depressed uh, and, uh, I don't know, drug addict or alcoholic, or you grow with it. And when you come out of it, you can be, because usually after Varivata, uh, when you have at least a three-part thumbprinting, comes one that is associated with healing or leading. Like Maguda, Maguda can be part of your thumbprint name. And Maguda means crown. That's quite literal, so I don't need to explain that any further. It can be meant uh, as a in, in society a leader, but it also could mean a spiritual leader. It could mean somebody who can teach others, guide others, lead others. Maguda also means, uh, literally translated, the seventh chakra. That means very spiritual. You will be connected with the universe, and you can help others to connect with the universe because you've got Maguda. It's an option. It's a potential. Whether you do it or not is up to you, but that is your journey. So that is the thumbprint, just a few of them, because it's quite complex and that in itself is a science. Um, so that you understand what thumbprint names mean, it's your general journey through life. So there's 108 the of these names? Correct. Mm -hmm. 108, yeah. Okay. And they come in all sorts of you know different constellations. Uh, and... Uh, and in my lifetime, maybe I had 60, 70 different constellations so far. There are some that are very you know, common, the constellation, and some that are very rare. We only had them once. And there are so many of them we never had yet because they're very, very rare. Um, and um, so each one of oh, these... So some, some of the 108 are less common and some of the 108 are more common. Correct. Correct. Yes, correct. Okay. Some of them come very often, like Varivata comes comes often. I mean, what's often those that, that happen um, uh, more uh, more commonly used, or uh, Van Mahler, when you're connected to uh, White Lotus, um, that that means Goddess Lakshmi. So the, it's very complex. It's very complicated. But very interesting. It's just amazing because when I observe the reading, then afterwards, after we explain in every reading, by the way, we explain your thumbprint category name in detail. And then when you have your reading, and if I'm the moderator, and I teach every moderator to, to connect the dots too, because when you then have your reading, and then you connect it with your thumbprint name, you're like, oh my God, okay, I understand. You always bring it back to your soul's journey, which is the only thing you cannot change in the reading. Every, everything else you can. So you can utilize the good you know the good times which means uh times of opportunity they show you the water and say look this is a good time to do x move find a partner get pregnant expand the business change business whatever it is they tell you that yeah whether you do it or not is up to you but they will also tell you there's a you know there's a block not good uh health block relationship block marriage block child block i do not know there are so many blocks that you can have but they give you a tool afterwards to help you overcome the block because everything in life is energy. And then again, we'll go deep down into the rabbit hole and how we manifest those energies into what we consider good and what we consider to be not so good and challenging, like health issues and, and, and all the rest of it. 
So, but each one of these thumbprint category names or each thumbprint per se has dots and three dots to every adult human being. And each dot represents a different area of your life. And all three dots combined represent the human being. So the third dot, for example, is the dot that develops last. That means kids and juveniles and people that are, you know, 20, 22, 25, maybe don't have it yet because that's your family dot. It's you with your, you, marriage, partner, kids. Obviously, as a 16-year-old, that dot isn't here yet. And then once you're an adult and it shows up on the leaf, they say, okay, your third dot is here. But it's, uh, and you can, and it tells you whether it's open, so there's no block, or it's a little blocked or really blocked. Uh, for each one of these dots. And if it's open, I always say enjoy. That's it. And it tells you what you can do to make it even more open. Invest more time into spirituality. You need to buy a property so you're more anchored, you know, whatever that is. And um, the max you can really reach would be 100%. But 100% means you're an angel and have wings. And for that, both of us are too young. So 90% at humans is already maxing it out mm -hmm. and the closer you get to 90 percent the more perfect things are from an energetic point of view for you now it can go down again it can go up as you progress your life it's because it's for from today's point of view how the dot is now energetically speaking but beyond those three dots that every adult human has you might have a fourth dot or even a fifth dot in this case, you are a five daughter, a very rare breed, I should say. A fourth dot is the, the real gift dot, I should say, because the fourth dot is the dot beyond you. Three dots is you, your life. How is my spirituality doing? How is my money doing? How is my career doing? How is my education doing? How is my health doing? So that's you. And they tell you, okay, because you don't have parents anymore because they already passed away the dot in which your parents are goes down. That means the max you can reach in that dot is not 90% anymore because both of your parents are dead. So the max you can reach is 70%. Isn't it good, no bad? It just is because it represents your reality today. Uh, but the fourth dot, there is no energy level to the fourth and fifth and sixth dot anymore because it's either there or it isn't, period. What you do with it is up to you. It gives you a potential, a gift. It's a gift, really. And it's up to us to utilize it. And which, and I know that you're doing it because you, you do what you do. The fourth dot is the healing dot, is the dot beyond you. Beyond you. It's the dot that helps you connect with other humans. Heal them, guide them, protect them, uh, do whatever it is that you can do as a, as a four daughter. It's a gift. It's, it's amazing. And only, I don't know, 10% of all people who, who get a reading have a fourth dot. This is, you know, it's not very many have uh, have a fourth mm. dot, and there is no energy level. It's either there or there isn't. Period. Uh, you can connect with the four. I don't know, hemispheres. You know, uh, anything that's four, you can connect with those. The four yugas, if you wish, the four Vedas. Uh, so it's a big dot. You know, it's uh, it's way bigger than you are, and uh, it's a gift that you're being given. What you do with it, up to you. And then the fifth dot goes a, a step further than that. And I would say out of, uh, if 10% have a, a fourth dot, 1% has a fifth dot, then um, that is for you to connect with the five elements. You can tap into those five elements, their energies, you can utilize it. Hopefully for the betterment of humanity, because it's a healing dot. Fourth dot, healing dot, fifth dot, healing dot, because it's beyond you. Family reading is here to help you to tap into the power that you have as a healer, as a giver, to be on the righteous path, you know, Dharma. That's the that's my my driver in life is to be Dharma, just to give um, and to be of help. And so that is the five dots. So either you have it or you don't have it at the time you have a reading. So that means you can have the first reading and there is no fourth dot or fifth dot, and then you do another reading at some point later, boom, there is a fourth dot for you now. Can you lose it? Yes, you can, because we can screw up everything in life. We can. We can always, you know, turn. The, the 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 wrong into you know the left instead of uh, turning right we were told turn right and yet we turn left well you have free will you have choice you made the wrong choice uh, so 
the reading is here to show you, look, there is the gift that you have. This is the direction looking from today's point of view as you get the reading. From the moment you get the reading until there is no more writing on the leaf. That is in general what the reader can see as a blueprint, as a compass, as a map for your life. That is where you're headed. If life were linear, but it's not. Of course not. Cannot be. But if you see that journey and you're like, oh my God, I like this journey. Then you got to do something for it to make sure that the ship actually goes that direction. Right. Your ship, because you're yeah. the captain. And if you don't like it because they're full of blocks, which is also fine, doesn't really matter if it's a, a lot of blocks or whether you're already blessed or not, more advanced or not, enlightened or not, who cares? It's from today's point of view. The reading is here to help you create a better life trajectory. So if you see a lot of blocks in your life, well, then do something about it because we just told you that's a lot of blocks in your life, you know, marriage block, or if that's of interest to you, health block, money block. And the good news is you get homework remedies pujas to help you fix those so that you then can turn the ship and bring it into the direction that you want so either way whether you're already open or not makes a difference everyone has the same potential to get to a better place now allow me to go deeper into this because you want it just to be deep in a rabbit hole um which I can talk about for a long time too, but the, the these leaves are written for old souls, period. Old souls. Either you are a second last lifer, so that means one more life to go, or a last lifer, period. Oh. Younger souls don't have a leaf. You can be a remokshat soul. That means, you know, last lifers have a special duty because it's the last time you were mandatorily if you wish sent here to grow mandatorily no negotiation you got to do it and once you do you know you are you do good things because that's the ultimate goal for any soul in my humble opinion good things be good help support be kind you may reach moksha moksha means liberation which is something completely different to enlightenment enlightenment can be reached as a human now, moksha is something you need to go through the cycles and then reach eventually if you did all the things that you're uh, supposed to do. And that's the reason why, for example, I do what I do because I want to make sure that I never come back. If we meet <laughs> up there and I, on a good day, sipping a pina colada on, under a palm tree, I say, you know, Laura, let me just go back because I think these people need some help. Shoot me on the spot. You have uh, oh my God. I say that all the time. I'm like, yeah. what am I thinking? I apparently it's came crazy. back here. Yes. On, on, and your remoksha is, means you were already there. Last life done. Mandatory rebirth finished. Done. You're, you're, you're already moksha. You hang back in your hammock. You sip your pina colada, palm trees, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you wake up and say, hell, you know, it's boring as hell. Let me just go back. <laughs> that means remoksha. So you come, uh, so you come back, you are, a time traveler, a light worker here to help others. It comes with, you know, special duties. It's a gift. What you do with it again is up to you because you get free will and choice. Even now that you've been in Moksha and came back, you still have free will and choice. You can still screw it up. You can still be against the boss and whatever, you know, drug addict, alcohol, or you can help. The one person that I referred to, uh, Reverend Bill, he went through hell. You know, it was not easy for him at all. So that is very old souls. Get a reading. Young ones don't. Now I need to go even deeper than that because there are four yugas. You know, if you have a four daughter, you can connect to the yugas. And I do not know if people out there who are listening to this know what yuga is. Yuga, to keep it simple, are time periods, similar to the seasons, to keep it simple. And there are four of them. And now, this very moment, we are in Kali Yuga, which means the dark times. We're in winter. Now it's winter. Good news is that we're at the tail end of it. We do not know how much longer winter continues uh, to bug us, but not that long. I've heard people say 30 years, people say 100 years, who knows. But each one of these time periods is thousands of years long, six, ten thousand. 10,000. People cannot not even agree on that, how long it takes. So we're talking a lot of years, uh, thousands of, of years in the human way of thinking of time, because in reality, there is no time. 
So these Maharishis then, during, because they lived in Kali Yuga too, they said, you know what, we need to help those more willing, more open souls during Kali Yuga to create a better life trajectory for themselves. Because in Kali Yuga, the dark times that we're in now, only a minority of humans are more open. I had to use the word advanced. Let's just call them open, ready yeah. to receive. Yeah. The majority of humans, 75%, are in, in the dark. 25 are in the light, 75 are in the dark. So 25% of humans need to carry the you know 75% through the dark times. That's a lot of weight. And in order to help those 25%, they wrote these leaves so they can create a better life trajectory, bring the ship in the right direction, and as they do so, help others in the journey to bring them into light. And within those 25% that are in the light during these dark times, only the old souls, because you can be a young soul and still open to receive, only the old souls get a reading, have a palm leaf written. Do you understand? So that means mm -hmm. a small portion of 8 billion people eventually get a reading done. Well, it doesn't make you special. It doesn't. I'm very yeah. important for me because people say, oh, I'm special. No. All of us are special or none Absolutely. of us are special. Period. What you do with it is special. That is the, the to me as a human, that is what makes me say, wow, you had potential and you did it. It makes no difference. You know, what, what good does it do if you have all the potential and you screw it up? Then no good. Yeah. You got the potential, you got the opportunity and you do something with it. That makes me say, wow, period. So that's why you had a reading. I had a reading and what you do with the information again is up to you. I ended up doing this. Did I plan doing it? Hell no. Cause I had, I known 10 years ago that I would be working my cute little tushy off. Um, uh, I would have said no way, Jose, no way. Thank you very much. And yet I'm here doing it cause I do it with all my heart. Anyway, I, I love what I do and I, it makes me feel good that I can help other people. And, um, so it's here to show you the potential that you have. It's here to sh give you a direction, you know, a push maybe. Look, there is, do you have Maguda in your head, in, uh, in your thumbprint name? You know, Maguda is very important. Do something with it. Some people do and some people don't. That's just the reality of it. But we're here to help them go, you know, in the right direction. So I went. Oh my God. Well, <clears throat> thank you so much. I feel like we could climb in this rabbit hole for our hours and days and weeks. Um, okay. But I just want to say, um, I've definitely learned a lot. I very much appreciate your time. It's such a special experience. And I really appreciate, it's one thing I work on so hard at the Little Soul School and in my work, this idea of enlightenment or um, older souls. It, it's not better. It's not hierarchical. It's ridiculous to think of it that way. I appreciate your perspective. It is so much about what we do with it. And also, there's no meaning behind one's willingness to do this stuff. It's because you're here and you can, and you know, there's a beauty to that. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for your time. Thank you for what you do. It's been a really beautiful opportunity for me. And I hope everybody listening, uh, you know, if you feel like this is you and it would help you in your path and it speaks to you to reach out, if you want to tell them maybe again where they can find you. Sure. It's called IndianPalmLeafReading.com. IndianPalmLeafReading.com. The cost is 100 bucks for the search and $400 for the reading itself. But you only pay 100 bucks, and then you got to wait a few months until you find your bundles. You know, uh, patience is a virtue, as we know. And once we find bundles for you, the average search time is two, three, four months, give or take. I cannot really predict how long it takes because it's a physical act. Then you pay 400 bucks for the reading. Yeah. And this is a nonprofit. You should know. I personally make in 10 years, I made zero dollars <laughs> with this. Zero. Yeah, that's I, crazy. I, and I, and honestly, too, um, so anybody listening knows, you know, it it's hours and hours and hours of time. The actual reading itself. Um, yes, fine. three to four hours. Yeah, there's yeah. three people in the reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a really special um process and opportunity if it is something that speaks to you so thank you again so fun to chat with you thank you for sharing your time today the honor is all mine thank you 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And I really hope that you consider checking out the Little Soul School, littlesoul.school, where there's a community of people dedicated to soul growth, soul learning, and the Akashic energy, a space that holds all of our soul's histories, everything we've ever done in all of our lifetimes, because they're looking for a deeper connection to themselves, a place to experiment and play with spirituality in a non-judgmental, vulnerable, open community of people. No woo-woo, no fluff, just fun and connection. Come check it out, littlesoul.school.